Tato and welcome to the Ordinary Saints podcast. Uh, I am Richard Bonifant and I'm here with Sarah West. And we have a guest, the first time we've ever had a guest. Woohoo! Yay! Yes, my name's Hilary Willett and I'm really pleased to be here. And Hilary's a member of the Ordinary Saints community, so she's going to uh, chime in on uh, some of the things we discussed today. Yay! So thanks to everyone who's tuned in so far. We've had uh, three episodes of the podcast. This is number four. And we recorded those first three podcasts kind of, uh, well, we jumped into it two weeks ago, recorded three episodes, have put them out there, have had some responses, and we've learned lots as we've uh, been going. And so today we're going to come back and actually go, well, maybe the thing we should have said first is, what is the Ordinary Saints community? Yeah, who are we? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and where have we come from and where might, might, might we be going to? Who knows? Mm. So the good thing is Sarah has been really involved uh, in the whole development of this community and mm. it's part of her work in the Diocese of Auckland. So really today she gets to be in the hot seat. Yep, yep. I uh, did put Richard in the hot seat a few times in our previous podcasts, as you might know from listening. So today it's my turn to be in that seat. So, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of what? <laughs> um, how, how did this uh, community come to exist? Sure. So, this community actually came from a bit of a proposal from Adjust, which was a community, which is a group called the Diocese of Auckland Young Anglicans for Social Justice. Now, I need to talk about Adjust first. Because Adjust is a group that is very action-focused. They were a group that came out of a bishop's charge uh, to basically gather a whole bunch of young Anglicans to look at and lead around issues of social justice. Now, that group developed and became, you know, a regular meeting group, and we've done a whole bunch of awesome things. But after a while, we sort of realized that actually... Whatever we do in the life of faith, whatever action we do, um, whether that's advocacy or social justice work, it can't happen in a vacuum. You know, it has to be grounded in something bigger and something, you know, wider. And so we looked at, okay, how do we do that in Adjust? How do we create a sort of holding space where young adults can be nourished, empowered, but also sustained in the life of faith? Uh, And we also realised that in the Diocese of Auckland, we have a lot of parishes or churches all around the diocese that are usually a little smaller. um, And so maybe there aren't a whole bunch of young adults in those spaces. There might be sort of one, two, three even, um, uh, maybe some more. But and so that they can be quite isolated. And so we thought, hey, a diocesan community where there are, you know, a bunch of young adults getting together to do life together, to build a bit of community together, to be sustained and nourished for the life of faith together um, could be a really cool idea. So Adjust put together a proposal for this uh, to the diocese, which was, you know, warmly received. Um, and then, you know, some some uh, applications went through for some funding and, and that's how I kind of found my way into this role. Uh, and so now that's how I got into to be the chaplain uh, to young adults uh, for the diocese. So I'm loving that. And that's kind of how we came to be. 
So my understanding is in order to get this community kind of together and to form and to start doing some things, you gathered some people together for a, uh, a steering group? Absolutely. So the kind of initial thinking process came out from some of the people within Adjust and some other people around, but actually the team that formed to uh, get this thing off the ground was a little bit separate to that. Um, there's some overlap, but, but not entirely. So we did develop a team uh, of about seven or eight people uh, who've now become the steering group for Ordinary Saints, who guide it, give it some vision. Uh, we meet very regularly um, and we, give, we, we sort of ground the community in terms of where we're going. Um, and we came together and, uh, you know, prayed together, talked together about the kaupapa of this group um, and that's how we came up with those four touchstones. Um, those were also in the proposal but we developed those together and came up with a way in which we might give some shape to that and some, you know, structure to that. And so we continue to do that as a steering group. Um, but of course, the community is is you know continuing to grow and will be open to growing. So once the steering group did some of that work around what the community was going to look like and developing the idea around touchstones, how did the community actually begin to form? What are some of the things that the community actually does together? Yeah, so we do meet uh, twice a month. At the moment, we're meeting once a month for night prayer, where we come together, have some food, hot drinks hang out for a bit, uh, engage in a bit of discussion together, a um, bit of teze, singing, um, and then we do night prayer together from the New Zealand prayer book, Hekarakia, Mihinare or Aotearoa. And then uh, another day of the month, on a Saturday at the moment, we're doing something which is a bit more uh, outward focused or action focused, I suppose. Uh, so at the moment we're working with uh, litter intelligence through sustainable coastlines where we're doing uh, litter intelligence audits of beaches and that actually collects data which is loaded into a national database which helps us track where the uh, litter is moving or th the rubbish around our seas is moving and being collected on our beaches and that helps us to track the waste and that was actually part of the thing that informed just uh, Jacinda Ardern's uh, plastic plastic bag ban. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's kind of the stuff we're doing. So something that's, you know, a bit more low-key, more contemplative, um, a space for us to chill, chat, pray, um, but then also something a bit more active, a community project we can do together. So those are the kind of things we do. But we're also doing other stuff, like videos, podcasts, apparently, um, <laughs> a few other wraparound things. So, Yeah. So we have uh, Hillary here with us today. We and do. Hillary's mm -hmm. part of the steering group and is also one of the active members in the community. So, yes. Hillary, what drew you into the uh, ordinary saint space? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, Sarah, uh, to a certain <laughs> extent, uh, she she kind of roped me in. No, it was. Um, Sorry about that. It, <laughs> no, all good. My, it's been my pleasure. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was approached by Sarah initially just to kind of talk about um, some, of the, some of the dreams that um, had been put forward with the proposal from Adjust. And I have to say, I just found myself kind of um, really, really digging what, what it was about. It was just going to be like this completely uh, new sort of uh, group that I hadn't seen before because I... I've grown up in a, a more um, 
youth group space and this felt very different and I was really excited by that prospect and the the possibility of being involved in something that had a, a really strong social justice and contemplative focus it was it was exciting um yeah so that's that's kind of how I ended up in it and I still remember the first meeting we had at uh, our house and uh, we we had this big long table and we just and we sat dreaming and I remember just mm. going this is so cool we're just like <laughs> actually just dreaming about what we want what we want to see in um, the church and what we want to see in the world and it was very exciting mm. yeah so that's how I ended up kind of in the in the ordinary saints steering group have there been any particular highlights in the community life so far yeah, there's there's been a few actually. Um, like not everyone uh, is is on the same page with me here, but um, I definitely loved when we did our first uh, Zoom chat. I think um, for me, it it was probably one of the first times we met as a group. It was and, the first time. Yeah, yeah, like as a wider group. So there was like the steering group involved and we were all, you know, slightly freaking out. I hope it's okay to say that. Yeah. I think we were slightly like, how's this going to go? We mm-hmm. don't know. We were in the middle of lockdown. We had, you know, initially tried to plan for an in-person meeting and that went out the window. And so we had had to kind of uh, pivot really quickly mm. into something quite different and um, and I remember um, just being so excited at the number of people who turned up, who expressed interest, who were really excited um, with what what this thing was. And um, yeah, after that after that first meeting, uh, I remember coming away buzzing, going, "This is this is exciting." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And also uh, the creative retreat, I think, was a was a big highlight for mm. me. Um, that was that was definite um, group building or, or relationship building um, that was just so valuable. Um, I particularly enjoyed roasting marshmallows over the fire, um, which I did in the completely wrong way, didn't I, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I Richard was possibly comment. <laughs> Richard was the Richard was the master of both the marshmallows and the porridge making. Oh yeah, yeah. indeed. Yeah. I did actually forget to mention before. Thank you for bringing this up, Hillary. The fact that we also do retreats. Yes. How did I miss that out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we do two to three retreats per year. Uh, we've had one the creative retreat and we'd have another one coming up in October so that yeah that's definitely been a highlight for me as well so mm. thank you for touching on that again no worries. Yeah. and in fact I, I just want to jump on the back of that as well because the creative retreat there was a particular moment that was a real highlight for me and I was there I was mostly looking after my children mm. at the retreat so mm. kids are you know very welcome to come and join in with the different activities we do as part of Ordinary mm. Saints so uh, my kids were there and, you know, I did things like take them to the swimming pool uh, as part of my creative retreat. But uh, one of the really cool things was that Hillary led this amazing workshop mm. uh, working with icons and creating icons. And it was, uh, for me, the, the part that was the real highlight was actually just watching the way that Hillary took people of all sorts of levels of artistic ability yeah. and this you can tell this resonated with me because I have very low artistic ability. So <laughs> I don't know. I really I've seen you braid it. your daughter's hair. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I would say my, my high great creative outlet, yeah, hair, hair braiding um, as spiritual practice. That's my mm. next book. Mm. Oh, great! Um, <laughs> um, but Hillary sort of took people through really gently and mm. supportively, and some people 
yeah, who who didn't think they could produce icons, produced some really beautiful work over mm. the course of an afternoon. Yeah. yeah, they were so beautiful. Yeah, um, it was really remarkable. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about what some people produce because I think there like there is a little bit of a hesitancy, um, particularly in creativity. Um, to get really stuck in because we have so much baggage around it. Sometimes, you know, we've had some sort of experience at school or in other mm. other spheres where it really kind of, you know, pushes back and says, no, you can't do this. But actually, like, creativity is just such an awesome way of expressing who you are and your journey. And it was really exciting to see people kind of pushing through some of that, like, that baggage on that retreat because you could see people um yeah coming up with beautiful things as a result yeah the creative retreat was a real highlight um but i'm also aware that that was a particular focus for a particular retreat um, and that future retreats might not necessarily be focused around creativity Mm. because we have these other touchstones um and they might be the focus so Sarah, what do you want to just, we've mentioned the touchstones a few times now. Creativity, obviously one of them, and obviously one that there's a fair amount of enthusiasm in this room for. Mm. Uh, But what are the other touchstones? Yeah, so our four touchstones are community, formation, action, and creativity. And I guess, I mean, while there are four of these touchstones, you could say that there's a little bit of a Trinitarian vibe in the sense of the way that they work together. Now, we're not going to go into the doctrine of the Trinity here, but in the way in which, you know, they are separate, but they overlap, right? They're, they're separate, but they're interwoven. Um, they're, you know, autonomous, but they do link in with one another, you know? Um, so we did talk before about this oscillation or this movement between contemplation and action and these these movements between prayer and having an outward focus. And, and there's so much more we could say about that. But I think creativity, for example, feeds into our action and it feeds into our prayer and it feeds into the way in which we do community. And community feeds into the way in which we do formation and it feeds into the way in which we do action and it feeds into the way in which we do creativity even. So I think there's there's so much overflow between these touchstones, but they do give us a focus. And so obviously community is really important. It's the way we do life together. And so meeting together, whether that's online or in person or in various formats, whether that's, you know, night prayer or our Saturdays when we do Eucharist as well is really key. Um, but also when we do our retreats, uh, that's an expression of us being together physically as a community. Um, the fact that we welcome children in our midst, the fact that we welcome those who uh, are at the centre of church life, but those who might not be quote unquote in the church for any reason um, or those that might have had bad experiences of church for any reason at all they are all welcome so that's all part of our community touchstone that's part of our kaupapa and so the second uh, touchstone is formation so the way in which okay what does it mean to be formed uh, in the life of faith and as a follower of Jesus you know what does that mean and so exploring that together um, so that you know that obviously uh, we look at how you know how we pray and how what does it mean when we do Eucharist and what does it mean when we come together as the body of Christ and what are we doing you know <laughs> and sort of all the why what how kind of stuff is really key for our formation but also uh, creativity you know in the sense that all well, those things carry through from all of our other touchstones you know I mean Hillary's icons you know uh, just at night prayer the other night um, I decided hey I'm gonna make 
lino block prints for everyone that came along, you know, because I'd, I'd made this um, block cut print of, uh, a, you know, a, a, a priest's hand gesture and a blessing sign and had put some of the words from a blessing that really resonate with me um, that's actually modelled from a poem. And the words were, may your eyes catch fire that God by you be seen. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to print that off. I've already got the block print. I'm going to print that off for everyone that comes. And so that that's just a bit of creativity, you know, that we can throw into the mix and use as a means to enhance all of the other things that we're doing uh, and bring focus to it in a new way. Uh, and then we've also got action, which is actually our third touchstone. So I got those around the wrong way. <laughs> mm. um, and it's no less important. But the fact that we actually carry all of these things into something together as a group, where we're not just doing this thing um, as a group for ourselves, that we're actually going, okay, how are we going to carry this stuff into an understanding of how this impacts our world, how this impacts our communities, how this impacts the mm. people around us, um, you know, the things that we want to see changed in our world, um, the, the injustice that we see around us and how do we live that out as a living out of the gospel, you know, what we see modeled in Jesus Christ, you know, and we see that oscillation, right, between contemplation and action in Jesus as well. You know, he goes off to pray out in the mountains, you know, or he, and then he plunges back into the, into the suffering of the world. And I think, you know, so we want to have all those touchstones to kind of hold us in tension so that we're not, uh, getting stuck in any one place. So that's a little bit more about Ordinary Saints, where we've come from, what we're about. Uh, and of course, the thing that you're all dying to know is how could you get involved with the Ordinary Saints community? And the best way to connect with us is through some of our online platforms, because uh, there is a particular digital focus around uh, presenting ourselves to the world. So Sarah, what? Uh, how can people find out more about Ordinary Saints? Sure, so you can check out our Facebook page, first of all, which is facebook.com slash ordinarysaints.ak. Our Instagram handle is the same, ordinarysaints.ak. And uh, we do have a YouTube, which has some of our videos on it as well, but th you'll find that stuff across all of our channels. And Richard, I believe you also have set up a new email or something? Yeah, so this podcast now has its own email address. It is ordinarysaintspodcast at gmail.com. Nice. Uh, so if you want to drop us a line, uh, you can do that. Um, send your happy, friendly, supportive comments to <laughs> ordinarysaintspodcast at gmail.com. Also, because I've been learning things about the podcast, all of these addresses for the various places you can find us are in the notes for each episode. So if you didn't catch any of that or you want to know where to look, that's where you can find this information. Awesome. And we're also conscious, we don't know where you're listening from. You know, some of you might be in Auckland, in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Some of you might be in other parts of the country, or you might be overseas. So please send us an email and let us know where you're listening from. We'll give you a shout out in our next podcast. Uh, and yeah, we'd just love to hear from you, love to hear where you're at. Um, and for those of you that can't connect with us physically um, in a community where we are, we'd still love to connect with you. All right, that's us for this week. Uh, I think this has been a bonus episode, so I hope you've enjoyed the bonus episode. Thank you very much to Hillary for joining us. Um, no worries. Yeah, we, we're very keen to have another podcast with you to talk about one of our upcoming events, but uh, you can watch uh, everyone listening. You don't watch out for something if you're listening to it. No. Listen out for the next episode <laughs> in which Hillary might uh, be here telling us some more about 
upcoming events. So stay tuned. Awesome. See you soon. See you soon.